0: You're listening to The Strong and Capable Podcast with your host, Brigitte Heller. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of The Strong and Capable Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget Heller, and I'm coming to you today just me, just solo, not just, but um, it's me today. And I had an interview scheduled. And it didn't feel right to release it, not because it's not incredible. It's one of my favorite ones I've ever done, which I know I say about every episode, but really, truly, they just keep getting better. But because the world has a lot happening right now, and why am I podcasting if I'm not speaking truth? So I'm here to speak truth today. I'm here to talk about how to find hope when hope feels lost. I'm here recording on, this is Tuesday, what is worldwide national mental health day on a day when a lot of people have their mental health that are hurting i'm here as authentic as i know how to be no makeup no hair done but with a message in my heart um knowing that the message is more important than anything that physical things are just that so i hope with that in mind, that you listen with an open heart and mind, that this helps, that this message is for someone. I don't know who, but I trust that it is for someone specifically. And if that's you, reach out to me. I'd love to hear that. It's always nice to know that you're hearing the divine whispers and you're not crazy, but that this is a message that is meant for someone. And so if you're listening right now, I hope you know that you are thought of and that you are loved and that your hurts and your opinions matter. So the world's not under attack, but Israel is. And it's ironic for me because my sweet husband, the day that Hamas attacked Israel was a week after he had been there in those exact areas in Tel Aviv and in old Jerusalem. He had called me and told me about just how beautiful the people are and the cultures and uh, the history. He'd gone to Old Jerusalem and spent the day there. And he said, the great news is that it's amazing. It's everything you always thought. That's my number one dream to go to Israel. He said, and the better news is that we're coming back together. And so when a week later, I woke up to this news, it just broke my heart on so many levels. And I also found myself so thankful for the divine timing in my personal life and yet it made the reality of families being ripped apart and those you loved being taken from you unexpectedly It made it so real and my heart has been breaking for days because i well all of us we are meant to love not to hate And so when hate is prevalent, when hate is winning, when hate is so vicious and in our face, it's heartbreaking because we're meant to love. We're meant to be light. We're meant to serve and encourage and lift and create. We're meant to explore. And when hate rules, none of these things happen. It's heartbreaking. I cannot imagine having your brand new baby taken from you in these most horrific ways and destroyed. I cannot imagine. I heard a story of one woman who 10 family members are unaccounted for and most likely gone to her 10. We cannot comprehend what is happening in this stage of the world. And yet this is one of the things that makes us a struggle because you and I can't just stop life and and consume the news, nor would it be healthy for us to do. We have to keep going. We have to go to the doctor's appointments. We have to go to work. We have to show up at our church services. We have to show up in our communities. And yet we are feeling these intense emotions. And so living this duality of feelings versus doing can be very hard and very tiring. So I guess the first thing I want to say before I share this message is give yourself a chance to rest, understand that anything you're feeling right now is real. And if it's adding to your already struggles, you are not alone. Please don't be alone. Please seek out a divine source. Please seek out community. Please do not do it alone. Humans are not meant to do this journey alone and if you're like I don't need that. I just need space. Then give yourself the space to feel. Maybe journal. Go into a place and let your feelings be felt and seen and heard and acknowledged. So before I jump in this message, I just wanted to say that. Um. The next thing that kind of hit my heart today, and I was, I'm gonna. I was getting all passionate about it. I had an accountability call with one of my business accountability partners, and. Like, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start documenting this. These are the lies of Satan or the deceiver or the opposition, whatever you want to call it. Like, there are some serious lies happening in the world. I'm gonna start writing them out and I'm gonna start sharing them because people are getting so wrapped up in these lies and they don't even see it. And I was on my little fiery stool. And this is cool. This is how spirit works. It will give you a little bit of information and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And pretty soon I realized the top three things that I was frustrated about were the things that needed to be said today. So I'm going to give you three destructive lies that are in the world, that are in our cultures, that are in our habits. They are very destructive to the individual and to family. And then I'm going to give you just one tip, easy tips on how to begin the work around these. Cause these individually, if you were doing life coaching or anything with someone or going to counseling, these easily could be <laughs> Months and months of therapies, right? Like these are not easily conquered in a day, but the acknowledgement and learning it, they exist is the first thing. So number one is that separation is safety. Separation is not safety. I want you to think about what feelings come up for you when I say, I want you to go out and share your religion. What feelings come up? Was it fear? Was it shame? Was it worry of rejection or anger or hurt? Was it fear of not knowing enough? What was it? Or what about um, overcoming a struggle with addiction? I have a very addictive personality. So sugar has been a thing for me for years. I'm finally working through that. I tend to read. I love fantasy novels, but I use them to hide from the world. So you do have addiction. What, what would that look like if you were to just share? I have a problem with this. Like I just did. It wasn't scary, but it's because I spent years working on myself, right? So what about if I say politics? I want you to share your political beliefs. Can we, should we talk about abortion here? Like, what do you, what comes up for you when I bring up the, or immigration? What comes up for you when I bring up these things? I think it's probably strong emotions for a lot of us. And so we have learned that separation is safety. If I don't say my opinion, if I don't share my thoughts, then I am safe from ridicule, from hurt. I am safe from opinions. And I will be able to keep my tribe because we are so deeply ingrained with We're tribal We need our tribe, we want our tribe, we want to feel wanted, needed and loved, like this is so ingrained in us. And so we would do anything not to upset our perceived tribe, whatever that looks like, whether it's our social media contacts, our church community, our work community, it doesn't matter. We'll do what we need to do to stay safe within the tribe. So we've learned separation is safety, but it's not, having a fear of losing relationships, not knowing enough or of being wrong about an issue, it's not a healthy thing. It's not a healthy thing. So this is one of the number one lies that so many of us are caught up in. If I separate myself, if I just separate and elevate, as they would say for royalty, was never a healthy thing. Never a healthy thing. The way that you know people and love people and can explore what you believe and what they believe is actually not separation. So the answer and the simple tool is I want you to start approaching life with curiosity. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I talk about curiosity all the time. Curiosity is a childlike wonder. It's approaching it with a wondering. Really, that's it. Asking questions. Seeking to see a different point of view. Exploration actually makes you more safe because the more you explore, the more your mind is expanded with empathy to others. And also honestly, you understand your convictions more fully. Some of them might shift, but generally exploration actually brings safety if you were doing it from this heart of childlike wonder and curiosity, not from an exploration of anger or trauma. And there, that is very different. That's a whole different episode. But you need to explore from a place of childlike wonder and you'll be amazed at what you find. So separation is not safety, exploration, curiosity. That is what makes us safe within our tribes is seeing, knowing, and loving each other for who we are, where we are, when we are. So this is the first lie. And if you're like, I don't even know where to begin with that, I like to say, okay, this is what I currently believe. I actually literally i am visual audio learner. So I'll write things out in like a pretty Canva document. This is what I currently believe. What else could be possible? Who else could I ask about this? You know, I follow several news organizations that aren't necessarily in alignment with my personal beliefs, mostly because I want to see the other side of whatever I'm hearing because there's truth everywhere. So the truth actually lies in the middle, usually of our extreme opinion versus someone else's. Exploration and curiosity allow us to see that more clearly and have empathy for others. So that is how you can validate your feelings and open yourself up to others in a way that you're probably not capable of now if you're not aware of this issue. I like to be hyper aware of it. And so when you talk about this Jewish conflict and the Palestinian people, you can have a heartbreaking for the Jewish people and have empathy for the Palestinian people who have nothing to do with this. They are living their lives just like the Jewish people, but because of a horrible terrorist organization are being punished. You can have that view and you can also know that view might change with more information, but that right now that could be an okay view to have versus just it's for Hamas or for... The people who are riding in the streets, they're only for one side of it. They're not seeing the other side of it. And so whenever you see a really intense anger, I would just caution, be careful, be careful. And that actually kind of goes into this next thing, this next lie that we are being sold that is so unhealthy, so toxic for our generation. And that's that actions can be justified if there's enough hate, enough hurt, enough trauma that actions are justified. And that's what you see for those rioters in the street. They're justifying Hamas actions because of the Palestinian people hurt. But there is no action that justifies murdering babies. There is no action that justifies paragliding into a music concert and mutilating people. There is no action that justifies that. We see this a lot in the glorification of the anti-hero. Now, if you don't know what an anti-hero is, an anti-hero is like Loki, right? From (laughs) Thor, Loki. Loki has lived a similar life to Thor but he's taken it a different way and so if you understand his journey and you start to have empathy for him you maybe even think he's a cool dude but at the end of the day he does some really bad stuff and so you're seeing this rise and he's actually a tame version of this anti-hero I could come up with other ones but point is we're justifying serial killers and there's this glorification of serial killing of sexual abuse we're glorifying it because The person comes from a neat, deep hurt. And if you understood their story, you would understand why they did what they did and who they became, who they become. I'm sorry. This is toxic. This is bad. Just like it would be horrible to glorify the person who made the perfect choices all the time, which we've done for generations. I'm not denying that. Just like that can be toxic, the opposite is as well. Humans are humans. We are messy. We are not perfect. We are multifaceted. And so glorifying one or the other isn't necessarily healthy, but to the rise of the anti-hero has become such a celebrated figure. This is not what we should be glorifying. It's not healthy for us. And it adds to that. I call it the middle finger to the world. It adds to that thought of, well, I'm, I'm traumatized. So I did this. So if you don't get me middle finger to you, no, no. If you can understand you're traumatized, go get that stinking help. We need more healers, not more haters. So there is no justification to harm spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. Someone who is abusive in those areas, there is no justification of their struggle that makes them allowed to hurt other people. There is no justification. I'm sorry. We have to stop that. Do they need help? Yes. Can we help them get help? Yes. But we are creating more victims when we justify that the hurt people hurt people. And it's just part of life. And then beyond that, we glorify it and and see them as these amazing anti-heroes. No. We all hurt. We all have a dark side. Nobody's saying we don't. But glorifying that is harmful to our families, to us individually, and to our society. It's just not good it's just not good so here's the deal the tool for this is actually harder and yet more they're always simple tools but they're hard if you don't know how to do them so again get out your journal and i want you to journal what makes me feel safe socially and emotionally what makes me feel attacked what makes me feel safe physically are there areas of my life that i do not feel safe physically are there areas what makes me feel safe spiritually Are there people in my life who attack my spiritual self, who put me down? How do I protect my mental health? How do I foster it? How do I build it? Are there people actively tearing down my mental health, hurting me? Because that is the line. Are you being harmed? Are you being hurt? Now, the world would say, yes, cut them out. I would say, yes. But is that, now you've got to dig further. Are there tools I could do? Is this a them or me problem? I can tell you for years, my husband is very strong. He says what he says. And I came from a traumatic past of not being able to accept myself for who I was. So when he'd say, oh, wow, that's, that's a rough day you've had. I can tell by the way the house looks. I would like freak out and take it as if he was attacking me emotionally. No, he wasn't. I needed help. So what I need you to understand is you have to take this assessment of where are you at and then figure out, are there people who are harming you? And they do need to be removed from your life. And are you harming you because of how you're reacting to these things? And you need to get help in your life. See, there is different. I want you to take a radical responsibility and accountability for self in this. But there is absolutely, the line always comes to hurt. If you have been emotionally abused, if you've been spiritually abused, if you've been physically abused, that is the line that you do not have to accept. That is where you step away. That is when actions and beliefs and all the things need to change. Okay. So I want you to take an assessment of where you at. What do you need to do? For me, when I started looking at it, I was like, oh my gosh, I could be whining and crying about this stuff, but man, I've got some work to do. I've done the work or a lot of it. And I will keep doing the work. And my husband is my very best friend in the world. And I am thankful for his truth telling because not a lot of people have the bravery to tell the truth. Okay. So the third one, the third one is trust. No one. What? What? Okay, so we grew up in a in or I did in the eighties where there were people you trusted. In fact, it, that was a safety video, right? Like if someone comes to hurt you, run to your principal at school, run to your bishop at church, run to your or your pastor at church, run to your teacher, run to your next door neighbor, right? Well, the problem is social media is exposed that humans kind of suck sometimes, and. Not all of them are good. Your neighbor might be the psychopath. They might actually be the psychopath. Again, rise of the anti-hero. Not only are we discovering them, we're celebrating them and creating more of them. Awesome. But we've learned that maybe you should trust nobody. Nobody. And that's not good for us. We need to have a place to safely land. We need to have a place to safely land. I read a story today of a woman who was getting her safe again in Israel. They they had service workers going around and checking houses to make sure people were safe and that their safe rooms were operating properly, right? This is a world so many Americans cannot even comprehend, including myself, that they have a safe room. So to make sure this was okay and this wasn't just a Hamas person posing as something and to come in they had backups the person texts you a picture of who will be at your door with their name then you know and you can trust them and let them in again can you comprehend can we even comprehend the level they're going through to just maintain safety because right now they are truly living in a place where you can trust no one except when life falls apart guess what? You need people. So what are they trusting? They're trusting their neighbors. They're trusting their school friends, their fellow dance moms. They're going to their communities. One of the best lies that the deceiver has given us is to trust no one because it isolates us. It's back to that separation. And when you feel isolated and you're hurting and you're scared, I mean, that's great. You're going to do nothing good for the world or for your family or for yourself in that place. You're just going to stay frozen. Frozen in isolation means that you are literally wasting your life away in struggle. And that is not a happy existence. You deserve more than that. I want more for you than that. And so that means you're going to have to trust people. You're going to have to decide who are good people to let in and on what levels. Jay Shetty, If I was going to certify in anything, it'd be Jay Shetty. I love him. But he talks about this, how just because you trust someone doesn't mean they're on your inner circle. So there are layers to this. You can trust someone with maybe business, but not your personal life. You can trust someone maybe with your spiritual journey, but you're not going to trust them with your finances. That's okay. So decide. Again, this is a decision. Who am I going to trust in my life and in what areas and how much am I going to trust? If you are so closed off, you will never get to explore and be curious about other people. You will never grow and expand. Again, all these things go hand in hand. You got to trust people. And then I like to add to that trust, but verify. I always follow up with people. I always ask questions. I always do this, not because I think they're horrible humans and they're going to take everything I got and ruin me, just because it's good practice. It's good practice. This is a layer of protection for self-trust but verify. And I even do this within family relationships. I'll say, Hey, I trust you with this, but, but I'm feeling anxious. Can you just verify you'll be here on the 25th or you're going to show up with this? Or what did we agree to again? Because sometimes there's noise in my head and I can't remember the conversations. So it's okay to always trust, but verify that really is the number one tip for trusting people. And then the, the second tip on that one is just Give them the appropriate access to you. Not everybody in your life needs everything. This podcast is a perfect example. I tell you things all the time, but I've been going through stuff for the last six months that have been some of the hardest things in my life. I haven't mentioned them on the podcast. It's not appropriate to trust these things with the whole world. Is there a day maybe I can share them? Yes, but in this moment, no. And so I also think that's another thing with trust is understand timing. When to trust and when not to, and when is appropriate. It's not always appropriate to trust people with your stuff when you're going through it because you're still processing it. You're still learning through this moment. And so to trust people with it means you're allowing their voices inside the conversation. And when you're trying to figure things out, that doesn't always work out for you. So trust, but verify. But those are my three, ha, these things are happening and they're hurting people, tips, and then how to work through them. And I guess finally, the last thing I want to address and what I named the title of this podcast, just allowing things to flow out of me is how to find hope when hope is lost. When hope is lost, when you feel that sense of the world is falling apart and there's nothing I can do. there's Hopelessness comes from feeling like you have no control. Like you have no part, you have no voice, you have no way to help heal or fix. Hopelessness comes without vision. When there's no vision of what can be, we feel hopeless. When there's no action for what can be, we feel hopeless. Hopeless is a symptom. It is not a state of being that you have to be in. It's information for you. It's telling you that you need to pause and you need to say, what am I feeling? And why, which I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, allow yourself to feel. It's also maybe saying, what can I do? Your doing might be as simple as posting a beautiful Martin Luther King quote on Instagram that talks about love and unity and hope for a good future. It might be organizing some kind of a service that will help these people whether in Palestine or Israel, get food and water because that's the next thing right now. In Palestine, power's out. They don't even have water. They don't even have access to water. Sixteen. What was the number? I told my my son that because I was, I was in awe of it. It was, I believe, sixteen hundred people. No, sixteen thousand people per square mile live in Palestine. It's one of the most densely populated places in the world. 16,000 people in one mile are suffering with no power, no water, no food. This This is real. So when you feel hopeless, it's the journey to what can I help? You cannot heal the whole world, but you can heal your corner of the world. So when hope feels lost, how are you going to do that? How are you going to heal your corner? And that might be letting the people around you know that you love them, hugging them just a little tighter. It might be starting the nonprofit that you've been sitting on forever that you just never did. It might be raising money that can go to a different organization that somebody else has already started because there's a million of those. It might be getting, sitting down and saying a prayer. It might be sitting down and saying a prayer. And it might be all of the above. But know that when you feel hopeless, it is hope is not gone. It's just around the corner. You just need the one thing to spark the light to help you get hope again. And that is hope is always possible. And for me, hope comes when I release all the stories in my heart and in my mind. That I thought I had to be, would be, could be, should be. All the would, could, shoulds. Hope is lost when I'm living in that place. And when I release them and let them go, hope starts to happen again. Hope happens in gratitude. Hope happens in love. Hope happens in intentional action. Hope happens in healing. And hope happens in connection. So my friend, wherever you are, however you're feeling, I hope this was helpful. I hope that this was helpful. This is me taking action when I felt hopeless and could see that there were some things that needed said. And I hope you know you're strong and capable. I love you, friend. You got this. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Strong and Capable Podcast. I would love to connect with you. Come find me on Instagram at frijette.heller.com or Facebook in the Strong and Capable Facebook group. And if you would love to join the Queen Circle, which I know you do, it's only 99 cents for your first look. So come try it out, a dollar. It's the best place on the internet. Have a wonderful day and never forget, you are strong and capable.